1: Hello, and welcome back to the Grief Gang podcast with me, your host, Amber Jeffrey. The message behind the Grief Gang is to normalise the topic of conversation that is grief. People living with grief can often feel ashamed, isolated, and alone. This podcast was created to break those taboos after I myself experienced all of those feelings after the loss of my mum in 2016. I decided enough was enough and we need to talk about this. You'll hear on this podcast an array of stories and experiences, some being my own and some being fantastic guest episodes and their incredible stories. You'll laugh, you'll cry, but I hope above all, I hope you'll learn. I hope you'll learn that you are not alone in your grief journey, that you have a voice and it should be heard, that you and your grief matter. So, without further ado, I'll let you enjoy the episode. Happy listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Grief Gang podcast with me, your host, Amber Jeffrey. Today, it's a solo episode, and not only is it a solo episode, it's a Death Dilemma episode. So for those of you who don't know what the Death Dilemmas is, Death Dilemmas is something that I thought of, I think, back in April. I <laughs> think. Do you think it's kind of, you know, it says does what it says on the tin? I don't know. I'll explain for purposes anyway. I thought of, basically, on Grief Gang on the page... I get so many messages daily, weekly, whatever, uh, quite often, just quite often, let's put it in a nutshell there, quite often, of people coming to me with dilemmas, questions, queries, you know, the old shebang of about their grief, about experiences in their life, asking me if I've experienced those things as well. And I come to thinking how knowledgeable would this be and more so how helpful would this be for others if obviously anonymously and not, you know, airing people's business, um, if we were to share these questions and queries and share our opinions on these, um, because I feel like there could be so many other people out there who maybe would like to message me or even another grief resource with these questions, but maybe a little bit too anxious to do so, maybe don't feel comfortable to do so. So I thought, let's pack this into an episode and you guys can write into me you can share your dilemmas share your queries and not only that as well I asked you guys if you would like to share just something about your loved one about your grief something that you're proud of an achievement to share that you want to share with the world in the corner that is the grief gang podcast so yeah this is the death dilemma it is the episode dedicated to you guys and your grief so that's the Deaf Dilemmas in a really long-winded nutshell. Can you tell I've not done a solo episode for a while? I'm a little bit rusty. I'm a little bit rusty. Um, for those watching too, hello. I obviously, yeah, this is the first solo episode I've done um visually. So I am literally just staring at myself right now, um, which is quite odd. I am in a little vest, so you can't might see my breasts. Um, if my breasts offend you, then you're probably not in the right place and I'm not the girl for you. But um, <laughs> that's it. Oh, it does feel strange doing solo episodes after a while. I have to be honest, I think before I think before we get into the deaf dilemmas, guys, I've got to be real with you as much as, you know, I think I've not been really being real with myself. And this could be, um, I think this is going to be like an open therapy session right now in this next five minutes for me, is that I feel like I have definitely had a bit of imposter syndrome seeping for uh, a good, uh, I would, Go as far as saying, sorry, if you do hear like background noise like cars and shit, it's because the fucking little road men like to whip it up and down my road, the little cunts. Um, excuse my French. Again, if you don't like swearing, this probably isn't the podcast for you. Um, a bit of imposter syndrome. Yeah, going back to that, of like, I think like for the past maybe like six months, I've been. I love, love, love doing my guest episodes and I will never, ever stop those. But I think part of me has actually hidden behind those guest episodes of being like, let me just put out guest after guest after guest. And that takes the heat off me having to do things like this. And it's not as if like doing these kind of things are a burden to me. Like, I love it. I mean... I'd like to think that you can hear my excitement and my enthusiasm and my passion through the speaker right now. It's just the imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is a fucking bastard. And I never thought that it would kind of touch me as I think with most like, you know, mental health issues. Would you put imposter syndrome under mental health? And I'd say so. I would say so. Um, I've just caught myself. and I feel like I'm speaking about hundred miles per hour. Jesus Lord. Um, but anyway, back to it. Oh my God. Uh, I think I've definitely needed this episode because I'm going a branch for branch for branch here. Um, yeah, imposter syndrome. I feel like it's really just kind of absolutely fucked me over and I've been really hiding behind a few things and thinking, oh, you guys don't want to hear just me talking shit. You don't want to hear me just talking about not just like my my issues and my things but like you know my take on things um but apparently you do and I should be doing more of them and it's kind of it has given me kind of the confidence boost to yeah get back on the mic again and and not only that and that's not to say like I need validation to to do this but I think I really had to strip it back to grief gang's core values and what I started this for. And penultimately I started it for me and to share my thoughts and my feelings. And yes, as it grows, I cater to a wider audience and a wider, a wider hmm, array of grief and stories. But I think it's always good to come back and touch base Um with it and I think that's what I'm really I'm really quite looking forward to in these solo episodes I've got quite a few ideas just kind of roaming around in my head and before I used to be like no that's just that's a shit topic Amber or whatever and I'll be like no but if you want to speak about it go ahead and speak about it so yeah that's kind of been why I've been lacking on the old solo episodes for a while but um fear not they're making a comeback. I'm making a comeback, baby. And um, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm more so looking forward to doing the solo episodes where I get to engage with you guys, such as today, deaf Dilemmas. I've got quite a few ideas of how to um, integrate you guys and get you to share some things and we can share it collectively together and learn and laugh and cry together. Um, Because I feel like that's when I'm my most fulfilled when I know that you guys are fulfilled in a way and knowing that we get to literally work as a community be a community together in this podcast um so yeah that's really just six minutes talking about guff a guff guff is my favorite word absolute guff that's that's guff i'm talking guff jesus christ yeah i should not leave um this bigger gap in between uh solo episodes because it's literally like word from it but let's get into the deaf dilemmas, shall we? Okay. So I've got, by the looks of my... I haven't to break them down because some of them, they, they are quite lengthy. And so we have got to, like, sort of pick through bits and stuff like that. But... um I will read these out. So I've segregated a few and I'll do another few more in the next episode. I don't know how to do it. Maybe I might, I might do these like once a month and then over time, bring them to maybe a bit more frequent depending the take up. But um, the dilemmas is that I get sent in. It's almost, they're not, they're not short and snappy ones. They are, they're more longer take time to, you know, really digest them and um, dissect them. So who knows? Who knows? This could be half an hour. Who knows? You know me guys, I don't I just go where the wind takes me. You know what I mean? So I've got what is wrong with me? I've got two dilemmas and two um like achievements um and just like sharing entries in. So I'm gonna kick start obviously with a dilemma. So I'm going to kickstart with this one, because when I read it, I was like, oh, I relate to this big time, and I feel like a lot of you might do as well. So obviously as well, like any names that I read I will, or in the post, like I will change for anonymity and stuff like that, as much as, you know, you might not think, oh, they're not going to know who it is, you never know, you never know, and people can put two and two together and think, ah, they're talking about me, and then it's all just hell. So let's go for the first dilemma. Read it off my phone if anybody rings me, I'll tell them to fuck off. Okay. Hello. I saw that you had a submissions post on Instagram and I wanted to know your opinion on a, on a, oh, I can't even get I at, on dealing with social media after a loved one dies. My boyfriend passed away in January and I've just recently began posting on social media again, like I used to. However, the other day I had a message from someone that was along the lines of, you must be coping so well. You look fine. And for some reason, I just felt offended. Like they thought I never cared about mm, name. I didn't think of a name on the spot then, or like it was just nothing that he was gone when really my whole life has changed, obviously. I don't know if I'm just overreacting or whether this is a common thought when somebody says something like that. But my main question is that do people expect me to post pictures of me crying or detailed posts about how I can't sleep or how I have panic attacks now or that I get flashbacks of doing CPR on my boyfriend I feel at a loss and I don't know whether I should just stop posting and delete my accounts or whether I should continue as I am. First off, off the bat there, you're not deleting your account. You're not deleting your account at all. There is so much to unpack here. And fuck people's expectations of what you do on your social media. First and foremost with that, this this is probably going to be another tangent with that. I don't know what it is with today's culture. And with social media is that like the opinion on it and just how people will dictate and put an expectation of you because of what you post and then when you don't meet that expectation they're shocked distraught disappointed and then to voice that is okay fair enough all right yeah they might think whatever but to then go and voice it to somebody to voice that to someone who is grieving and plant that seed because like in a nutshell that person's messaging you and saying oh you look so well you're coping so well you look like you look fine you look fine your boyfriend has died and and by the way you said you had to give cpr on your boyfriend that is so traumatic for you and so shocking and it feeds back into (sighs) And whether whether you're feeling like, you know, you want to go off social media or continue posting as you are, it's your social media for one. It's your social media. It's your Instagram. It's your Facebook. It's your Twitter. It's whatever you use to post about. Your account, no one can dictate you. No one can dictate what you post. And whatever people feel when they look at your Instagram or whatever you're posting on, that's on them. If people want to take away and think, oh yeah, she's, she's dealing really well with that, um, kind of let them crack on, but then I totally know from the point of where you're thinking of, maybe you're thinking from the angle of, I don't want people, if I'm just posting as I am, for people to think, for people to think that actually, yeah, for people to think that, yeah, I'm okay, I'm getting on, I'm getting past this, um, it's a hard. No, you know it's not a hard one. It's not a hard one. I would, I would personally, I would continue posting as I am. I was kind of like that. I would, I would post quite um, fuddy duddy things of my mum on Instagram, on my personal Instagram. This was, and I would, you know, put the nice, almost like the nice package for the people who couldn't really handle, you know, like the deep and dark stuff. And then I got to a point, I think it was when I started grief games, started posting more of the nitty gritty stuff that eventually I went and took the nitty gritty into like my personal too. And I thought, if you don't like it, if people don't like it, there's always the unfollow button. You know, we're big, big adults now. We're big, big people. There's an unfollow button for a reason. There's a mute button for a reason. You don't have to follow anybody on Instagram that they want. So these people who, might like be coming your DMs and kind of sending you a quite cryptic message. I find that to be quite a cryptic message. It's almost like a very backhanded compliment because I would be the same. If I was to read that, I'd be like, what do you mean? And then and then it's a funny one too, because then if you were to then start posting about the deep and dark stuff, like you said, about doing CPR and those horrible nightmares and those panic attacks, people would be like, oh no, too much for me. So you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You just live your life accordingly. Post what the fuck you want. It's your Instagram. It's your... I think Instagram amongst obviously it's all shininess now and it is literally just like a selling tool now. I quite hate Instagram now. Um, Instagram is like a journal, I think. Journal of memories and your journey. And for you if that is going to be healing for you to look back on your Instagram and see when you were posting, if you were to end up posting about these deep and dark moments and to look back through your journey of that time. Cause I'm like that. I look back through my posts and I see a certain time in my life and I see the, I it's quite funny. I look at the pictures and I think I'm smiling in that picture. I'm having the quote unquote greatest time of my life, but I was so sad inside But in a way, obviously, the outside world can't see that because I didn't essentially write that in the caption or depict it in the picture. But I know where I was at that point. Um, And I think it's like a journal. So all in all, do not delete your account. Post whatever is comfortable for you. Don't let the outside influence get to you. And you do you, boo. You do you. All right. Next. right. I'm going to go for a entry, like a sharing entry. So let me go to my emails now. I should really print these off, really. I'm bad. As we know, I'm not organized. Right. So I'm into the emails. So this is a sharing like a, a proud achievement. Love this. I love it. My mam, mum, I love the shit brackets, I did not know what mum, <laughs> I love that so much, passed away January 24, 2019. I was only 17 when she passed away and had auditioned to go to university. She passed away on the Thursday. I was back in college the next day preparing to audition for the college show and also went to a university audition that Saturday. I found out the following week that I would got into university and I had gotten my dream role in the show. She always taught me to carry on even when my heart was hurting and it was the best decision I ever made. I'm now going into my third year of university this year and I couldn't be happier. Love that so much. I love your short and sweet little story. Look, congratulations, my darling. I wrote back to her and did obviously say congratulations, but I'm going to say on here. Congratulations and going to your third year of university. What an achievement. You've absolutely smashed the ceiling. Was it smashed the glass ceiling, is that the term? You're a superstar. Absolutely superstar. Right, then next dilemma. This one's quite an open one. Um and I'd be intrigued to once this podcast has aired to you guys all sit on this, to be honest, as well. So we go as such. Hey, Amber, I hope you're doing okay under the circumstances and hope your first day starting your new job was okay as it could be. Thank you, my darling. It was good. It was good. I told them I had a dead mum straight on the first day. Loved it. (laughs) I'm just messaging to ask what your sources of comfort are. My mum passed away extremely suddenly at the end of November, aged only 48. I refuse to believe that's it. It can't be. She can't be here one minute, then gone the next forever. People are trying to comfort me, saying I'll see her again, and when it's my time to go, I'll be right in her arms again. I used to always believe we'd be reunited with our loved ones before this, but since my mum, I don't know what to believe anymore. Just wondering what your thoughts were. Take care, and thank you for your page. It's amazing. Thank you very much, my darling. (laughs) This sounds like, just judging by what you've said, so November, that's still still very recent still very recent. put my phone down still very recent and that shock factor I actually believe that that shock factor um never wears off it the period of what that shock factor is like uh, goes in ebbs and flows I, I again I'm only speaking from my personal experience but that shock factor will never disappear out of the rest of your life you will be shocked five months five five years fucking how many years along the line you will get that moment where you go oh oh my gosh they really did die I get it when I'm doing most meaningless tasks like washing the dishes I'll be like "Hmm, my mum died hmm that's interesting what do you mean that like I'm not going to see my mum again what do you what do you mean that I haven't called mum via my phone in coming up five years I haven't dialed that number for five years. I haven't answered a phone call from that number for nearly five years. The shock factor never goes away. And as much as that's quite a hard thing to acknowledge and I can imagine, and I can, say can imagine, I know, I know that in the early days of your grief to hear something like that is like, are you fucking joking me? What do you mean this like shock factor doesn't wear off? But I've come to learn that because that shock factor doesn't wear off, it keeps me, it keeps me grounded. It keeps me grounded and it lets me know that the love I had for my mum was so monumentous that even as the years go by, that shock will still stop me in my tracks to this day sometimes and I will literally gasp for air, clutch my chest and go, she really did die. And with your conflict of feeling like before you lost your mum or even in the early days, you thought, you know, you, you took comfort from knowing that, you know, in one sweet day we'll be reunited again. And then sort of now you're feeling a little bit now nah, like that, that. I can't I can't wait for that long or, you know, that I don't I don't believe that. It kind of touches maybe a little bit on I'll go as far as to say maybe religion. Um, from religious backgrounds in, in my religious background and my family, it's very much, you know, one sweet day we'll meet again and, you know, in heaven and stuff like that. And, um, but not everybody has, has a sense of faith or believes in a face or f- faith or follows a faith. So things like that can't actually be comforting so I also don't know your religious background if you have one at all so some I know for some people when they hear things like that you know you'll be reunited in heaven and the golden gates is actually less comforting because if you don't believe in something like that why on earth would you take comfort in it um for me and my opinion on it I I kind of go in between I'll be totally honest I'm not dead set on either I'm sometimes like you and I'll be like I don't believe that I will go for the rest of my life without her being here. And you're telling me just one day I'll just like run into her arms and shit like that. But then some days that is the only thing that can keep me going sometimes, you know. That is the only thing that can really like get me out of bed or in those really tough times of thinking, just one day, Amber. One day you'll be together again and think of all the things you'll have to catch. You'll have a lifetime to catch up on. So it's totally, I, I can't say, do I, what, what brings me more comfort? Um, sometimes even being like the other way of being like, nah, this isn't real. I don't know. Sometimes that is a bit comforting to me because I'm almost, I am slightly a bit of a pessimist if I'm honest. Um, so I think there's no, I don't think you have to be either or. I don't think you have to be either or to be honest, my darling. Um, whichever feels more comfortable to you in the moment to lean into to lean into the yet on those dark days I'm going to lean into that we're going to be together one day or if on one day you're feeling just a little bit more pissed off at the world and thinking now you know what fuck that that's a bunch of shite that's a bunch of shite and I don't want to believe in that today um and no one can tell you that's right or wrong no one can tell you that's right or wrong you're still quite early on in my eyes quite early on in in your journey and you're going to have different conflicting feelings throughout this time and you're going to feel really strong towards some way of some ways of working around and with grief and some days you'll be like not and it's okay to change your mind of how you navigate it and what feels right to you that's another important thing and i really would like to divert ugh, divulge into on the podcast maybe one day is how it's okay to change your mind with what um either comforts you heals you you believe with grief it's okay to change your mind you don't have to dead set on an opinion um and that's been kind of something I feel like within my as I'm beginning to become in my eyes I feel like an OAP in grief Um, approaching five years in this June this episode should be out yeah we'll be out in June Um, I feel like there are a lot of things that used to bring me comfort in the early years and probably even as up to as much as this past year necessarily don't anymore but where I've been you know like riding that wave for a while I'm like actually know it's okay to switch lanes and to find something else that brings me comfort and brings me peace with my grief and helps me navigate through it so it's okay to change your mind you don't have to be either or you could be one for ages feel one type of way for ages and then you can switch lanes and do the other as we always go there's not one size that fits all and fucking grief is there's not one size that fits all but I'm sending you loads and loads and loads of love and thank you so so much for writing that in I'm now going to go on to so this entry like this share it was quite a bit lengthy and I had said to the girl I don't think I'll be able to read the whole thing but I'm going to read some bits out that um I really liked throughout it um I'll say it with the title. Is, the title is The Grief Veteran at 35. I really liked it. It really caught my eye, my emails. Um, and the premise of the whole email is this person, she's experienced a lot of grief, a lot of grief, her father, her mum and her brother um, and grand uh, grandparents too by it. And there's certain, there's segments within the email and they're all under sort of like each person she's lost, lost, and how different layers of grief have, or different types of grief have come up for them. So she's got like under her dad delayed grief, bearable grief, relief grief, and I love <laughs> like the next, but again, you're probably thinking, what the fuck? I <laughs> just I loved it, and um, complete heartbreak grief. That's um for mum, shock grief, um and such like that. Um, I wanted to read the bit where she put under for her mum. So which was under complete heartbreak grief. And it goes like this. My mum, Carol, a.k.a. (laughs) Dog. She had a really posh singing voice and used to always sing Gold Digger by Kanye West. What a great song. It was her favourite song. That's why she got this nickname. No idea where to start with this one. The most special relationship. People still say to me our relationship was like no other they'd ever known. As my mum lay in the hospice, she said we had an unbreakable bond just like she did with my granddad, that she would live on in my heart and never leave me. She was my mum, my best friend, my counsellor, my hero, my everything. There just aren't enough words to describe just how wonderful and loved she was. When she died, I went to a very dark place. I just didn't know how I'd come back from this. It was my worst nightmare come true. This grief was all consuming. I howled like an animal, crying until I couldn't breathe, and this was when she was still alive in the hospice. I was grieving for her, knowing what was coming. How do you even try to comprehend that you were dying? But she was the strongest woman I knew. She wanted her makeup on every day, wanted to carry on as normal in the hospice well, as normal as was possible. Like my granny, we stayed with her constantly. However, my mum liked to have the nights to herself. I grieved for myself and my siblings that's it now. Both parents will be gone. That feeling of feeling safe because they are there has gone. I always felt that if I had my mum everything would be fine. I could get through anything with her by my side and knowing she was soon not going to be here made me feel like I was completely alone. Like someone had picked me up and dropped me in the middle of a field and I didn't know how to find my way back. I remember a day when I was on the bathroom floor curled up just crying and then I just had to leave the house and drive. I felt so low, but one thing my mum instilled in me was resilient. Get up and keep going. She did so much for us, and I was determined to try and be even half as good as a mum as she was to my first baby. Zoe, who was born just as my mum, found out about the terminal cancer. Switched hands, my hands got cramped. Apart from myself, all of my siblings lived away, but as soon as they knew about mum, they were back in the country and no time to be with mum and each other. Proud of how we got through that period together is an understatement. We rallied together and the four of us were with mum when she passed. Heart crushed and I'm not sure we'll ever heal, but I'm determined to give my kids, I now have Max too, who is one, the happiest life they can have. I turned to... i wanted to turn this grief into something positive so as my mum was so fit and was always into running and cycling i thought i'd take on the challenge of the running the london marathon which i did in the blistering heat the hottest london marathon on record give yourself a fucking pat on the back there albeit i got beaten by a man in a huge warthog outfit but i bloody did it raised over nine thousand pounds for the ni hospice and knew my mum would have been so proud not only would your mum have been so proud I'm so proud of you and that is a fantastic achievement um and I wanted to read the last bit of this um because I really loved it as I do with everything that you guys sent me although I've been through a lot I tried to remain happy like you thank you that means a lot as well oh god i cry. crying <laughs> people are always saying but you're so happy how do you do that you're so strong I don't see it that way I feel these huge emotional traumas have just made me realise that you have to live life, do fun things, buy that pair of shoes. Absolutely. You can't take it with you. And if it makes you happy, then it's worth it. My family want us to be happy. So that's what keeps me going. Oh. I was reading the last bit it just reminds me I honestly didn't realize this would be so long so I'm sorry if I've totally depressed you but actually this has been really cathartic for me I've never written about my grief and I feel doing so has helped me understand it better thanks Amber. keep doing what you're doing it's helping people and how amazing is that wow thank you so much to that submission that was i loved reading that i read it i read i've read the whole thing and i wanted to share those parts of it um because i feel really honored that um that person wrote in and i love at the end of that, that they did it did something for them it did something for them um and now to share it with you guys and hopefully that will do something for you so that's it on the deaf dilemmas so you've had two dilemmas there two shares i would love 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 for you guys to write in your dilemmas you can either your dilemmas your stories your shares just something that either you're really proud of just if you want to share something because there's so many things in my dms that I think, like I said in the beginning, that I think shared would really do some wonders for other people as well. As again, you just don't know who you're helping when you share your story or your dilemma or your question. So if you have any of those, dilemma, question, story, blah, 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 you know, just tell me what you had for breakfast kind of thing, um, you can either drop me a direct message via Instagram, um, via the grief gang on Instagram. Please do um, clearly state that this is a death dilemma entry or preferably to email me at amber.jeffrey so that's j-e-f-f-r-e-y at thegriefgang.com again just clearly stating what them um, your entry is putting like the death dilemma entry and yeah send them away i will um i'll always let you know if i'm going to read them out in the episode and um, just so you have a heads up and that you're not caught off guard and you're like oh um but yeah i would love to hear from you i'd love to share your stories i love to share your questions i love 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 just engaging with you all um and given that this is my first solo episode back in for what seems quite some time I love it so much I feel I really feel better now after this I um I don't dread it but I get a bit nervy jitters before I come on um but now I feel like absolutely buzzing and that's really down to you guys you give me the tools you give me The resources to kind of and the strength to get up on here and do this. So I'm forever indebted to you all. Um, you can also catch up as well on the latest episodes. Give them all a catch up my fantastic guest episodes in this current season too. We've got a couple of more guest episodes coming out, and then I'm gonna wrap it up and have a have a, a little bit of a break over the summer and come back for season three. But I don't know why I'm talking about season three already, like what the fuck is wrong with me? I need to chill out, I'm just waffling now um like and subscribe and review and all that fun stuff and take care stay safe look after yourselves look after one another be kind and i love you grief gang over and out bye well that's it for this week's episode i hope you all enjoyed it and it set your week off to a great start whether you've laughed a little cried a little i mean i think crying is good for the soul. or you've resonated with something that was said thank you for listening and spending time out of your day to do so if you like what you hear please do rate review and subscribe in doing so you're ensuring that lots more people get to find the grief gang podcast and hopefully help them too if you're not already check out the grief gang on social media platforms such as instagram twitter and facebook I'm most active on the Instagram page where I love, love, love to connect with you all. For now, take care and big, big love.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...